If you enjoyed this podcast, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at If Vines Could Talk. We believe Michigan makes great wine. It's an up-and-coming region, already producing world-class award-winning wines. Our mission is to enhance the prestige of Michigan wine and help the world learn more about all we have to offer. Welcome to podcast number 15. This week, Jamie and I discuss the grapes of Michigan, the raw ingredients to making our great wines. Pop open a bottle of Michigan wine and listen in. First, today we're going to revisit the history, talk a little bit about the challenge and the benefit. For nearly a century, we were known for our production of juice grapes, Concord and Niagara. And in fact, I bet you didn't know this little fact, Michigan still ranks number one in terms of the number of acres of Niagara. Wow. I didn't know that. Juice grapes. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's our history. Mm-hmm. So just about everybody recognizes Concord, right? It's that dark blue grape that makes Welch's grape juice. If, if you don't know that, then you've been living in a cave. <laughs> Lesser known is the Niagara, but it is a white juice grape. And in fact, if you buy a bottle of Welch's white grape juice, that's Niagara. Niagara. Uh-huh. You knew that. Uh-huh. <laughs> And as we've talked in previous episodes, the, the benefit is that these two grapes really saved the wine industry in Michigan, or at least gave it the momentum to start back when Prohibition was repealed. The challenge, so that's the benefit, but the challenge is that they don't make really good wine. That has tainted our reputation, I believe, in the state of Michigan. So we have this reputational barrier that we need to overcome, and we're still working on overcoming. In this episode, we're going to talk about lots of different varieties of grapes. I think it's important to point out that Concord and Niagara belong to the species Vitus labrusca, which are quite different than grapes that make fine wine, which are called Vitus, the species is Vitus vinifera. Jamie, where did Vitus vinifera come from? Europe, specifically, mostly, France. And Italy. And Germany, too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've got Cab Franc, Cab Sauve, Merlot, which came from the Bordeaux region. Chardonnay, obviously from France. Gewurz Demeter, Gruner Vetliner, Austria and Germany, along with Riesling. Marsan from Rhone. Roussan, Viognier from Rhone area. Muscat from like the Loire Valley in the Alsace region of France. These are typically what we think of as wine grapes, right? These are the grapes that go into the, the world famous wines that command big money and are served at state functions and, and that sort of thing. So how did they come to Michigan? They came to Michigan as the Roman culture pushed north into Europe, the vines they brought adapted themselves to cooler growing areas. So as people started coming across the West, finding areas that it would actually grow. They would have these different varietals with them and start planting them. And probably many of them were those wild grapes that 
with, they have found back in the 1800s mm -hmm. to make wine. Mm -hmm. So they're probably good grapes or good wine grapes, I should say. Not necessarily just good grapes, but they were the wine grapes that they actually were putting with the Concord in Niagara to try to make a wine. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where the hybrids come from, right? The hybrids are typically hybrid of the Labrusca, Concord, Niagara. And there are many others, uh, lesser known, Catawba, Delaware, right? But they're hybrids of those, Labrusca, Vitus Labrusca, and Vitus vinifera, the Cab Sauv, Cab Franc, Rieslings that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And you know, for the last 50 years, almost exactly 50 years, maybe a little bit more, growers in Michigan are turning more and more to hybrids and vinifera to make far better wine, and we're succeeding. As you mentioned, vinifera grapes are known for making some of the finest wines in the world, right? We think of Bordeaux, Burgundy, Tuscany, you know, the Rhine River Valley, Alsace. In the New World, we think of California, New Zealand, Argentina, even Chile. These are all wine regions that are really making great wine out of vinifera. And now, for the, like I say, for the last 50 years here in Michigan, we're doing it. What are the top vinifera that we have here? What's your knowledge of that? The top vinifera would be Chardonnay, because it's a pretty easy-growing grape here. Mm -hmm. Cabernet Franc, Riesling, Pinot Blanc. Then you go into some of those German uh, Gewurztraminer and Gruner Vetliner. Mm -hmm. The Pinot Grigio or Gris, and Pinot Noir, certainly especially down here, which is more from Burgundy. But you mentioned that about all those different areas that are making wine. Most of them got their vines from Europe, mm -hmm. you know. Of course. Um, then, of course, and, and those are your pure grapes, the Pinot Noir and the Cab Franc, Merlot and the Chardonnay. Those are pure grapes. As time went on, hybrids came to be as far as creating, now, University of Minnesota, right? Mm -hmm. Came up with hybrids, or, or they have come up with hybrids. They weren't the only person that came up with hybrids, but they were instrumental in creating hybrids for those cold areas like we are to produce some cold-hardy grapes in order to not have as much loss every year due to cold weather, frost, whatever it may be. Disease. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So Chamberson, Chancellor, Chardonnay, Foch, Regent, well, Regent is actually origins in Germany, but these are considered different types of hybrids. Not necessarily that University of Minnesota created, but these are some of those hybrids that you do find grown here in Michigan. Marquette is another one, which was developed by the University of Minnesota. Right. And is relatively new. If memory serves, the first commercial plantings were 2006. So in the history of the botanic world, that's pretty recent. Yeah, and another one we hear a lot of is Frontenac. That's mm -hmm. another one mm -hmm. that you... And that I don't think I've ever had a wine of just Frontenac. Mm -hmm. I have Marquette, mm -hmm. but I don't think I've ever had just Frontenac. So it must be used a lot for blending. Have you ever had a, a pure Frontenac wine? No, I have not. And, <laughs> and I think you're right. A lot of the hybrids are used in to make blends, you know, take advantage of the flavor profiles of each of the different kinds of fruit. I will say, however, you know, we talk about hybrids. One of the more common in Michigan is Vidal Blanc, which 
in Michigan, we make some phenomenal ice wines. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal ice wines out of Fidel Blanc. And we're one of the only ones that does ice wine. Right. Because we have the climate. Right. Right? Right. I also like, and you mentioned Chamberson, I think Chamberson is highly underrated. Absolutely. I think, you know, let's let's be honest. If you're going to compare a Chamberson to a Cab Sauv, yeah, maybe it's, they're two different leagues, right? Right. But as a hybrid and as a varietal, I think Chamberson is highly underrated, and I've had some fantastic Chamberson. I agree. Did you mention Traminette? I did. Yeah. I think I did. Maybe Tram- I didn't. <laughs> but it is a, it's a hybrid relative to Gewurztraminer. Right. Right. And so it has some of that same sort of Riesling, spicy Gewurztraminer spiciness, mm-hmm. right? And I think it makes some really good wine. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. Yeah. When I first had it, I thought it was a, a vinifera, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important, in in no way should we suggest that there are different classes. And I guess to a degree, really, they are, vinifera versus hybrids. But I think the point is that even the hybrids can make some really outstanding, award-winning ones. Yes. Either standalone, like a Chamberson, or a Vidal Blanc ice wine, or as a blend. Maybe they're just not as old. <laughs> they haven't been as round as long as the vinifera, you know, the Vionniers and the Sauve Blancs and Riesling, but doesn't mean they're not as good. Yeah, absolutely. In their own right. Right, and I, th- I think that's a good point. And the, the point about the age is also a, an important one because everybody's heard about all those other varieties. They don't know about the, the positive attributes of some of these hybrids. I'd, I'd put a, a Michigan... Vidal Blanc ice wine up against any country's ice wine any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I've had some from Germany that are outstanding, but these are these Vidal Blanc that we make just knock your socks off. Yeah, yeah. And I think too it's fun to, especially at our tasting room, to have wines that are not as commonly known. You know, we have an Oswa, which is from Alsace. Um, not many people know what an Oswa is. It's fun to tell them about it was first brought over here and, and up north, actually, because Alsace and, mm-hmm. and, you know, Traverse City area are more similar in the parallel and climate. So it's fun to bring new and more unusual wines to the tasting room for people to really appreciate different things. A winery can only make so much unless they keep buying property, but you know how long it takes for a grape to come to fruition to make wine. It's years. Mm-hmm. Not to say that wineries aren't doing great stuff, but to be able to introduce people to different wine that other wineries are making in Michigan that are not common down here or in this area is really fun. Yeah. To educate them on all the different varietals that are made here in Michigan. I mean, it's just yes. unbelievable. It is unbelievable. You know, I, I'm kind of on this fence, and I've said this before, right? I think our strength can be our weakness. Our strength is we can grow everything. Our weakness is that we don't really stand for any. <laughs> that we can grow everything, right? right. <laughs> and maybe we stand for the fact that we can grow everything. Right. And even within a variety, you can have a, a wide range of experiences. Uh, you triggered a memory. Just the other day I was working at 
local poor. Somebody saw that we had a white Cobb Franc and a white Pinot Noir on the menu, mm -hmm. and they were just really excited about the opportunity to taste those. And, you know, they were asking questions about, well, how do you even do that? These are red grapes. And, mm -hmm. You know, I explained process to them. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I think our strength is that we can introduce lots of different people to lots of different kinds of wine. We can grow it all. And we owe that to our biodiverse agricultural heritage. Absolutely. So there you have it. Rather detailed conversation about the various grapes and grapevines that grow here in the state of Michigan. Hope you enjoyed this session. Stay tuned for more episodes of If Vines Could Talk and make it a great week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast If Vines Could Talk on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If Vines Could Talk comes to you from Vineyard View Recording Company in Baroda, Michigan. Produced, edited, and hosted by Steve Salisbury. Co-host is Jamie Newman. Narration by Sarah Spoonholtz. Copyright 2023.